What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Investor's Journey. I'm your host, John Barr, and here on this channel, we go over all kinds of tips and trips and training videos of how to work inside the real estate industry. So if you find this content useful, go ahead and think about giving us a like and a subscribe and check out some of our other videos on our channel. The show you're actually turning into right now is the San Antonio real estate market update that I put out every single, or we put out every single month. It's information that we could never find in a nice, concise, clean format anywhere on the internet. So we went ahead and compiled it all to one area to kind of give the best information here in San Antonio and how this stuff really works over time for the unemployment, the months of inventory, the year over year appreciation and uh, other data points like that. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end where we go over how we used this data to make over $40,000 just over in one week in one, a renovation that was thinking going to be a marginal deal that turned out to be a pretty good deal for us in a very short amount of time, but at a fairly low risk for considering real estate investment for what it was designed for. So let's get right into it. So for the San Antonio real estate market, the average sales price went up to 310,202 and that is a 15.63% increase year over year. You're going to see a lot of big numbers this month that really show the strength of our market here in the San Antonio real estate market. So the median sales price went up to 256,000, which is a 14.7% increase year over year. Total sales had a massive jump of 32% year over year, which is just insane for this time of year. Because this time of year, sales are usually kind of dropping off and sales prices are kind of going, uh, not negative, but a much smaller amount as far as appreciation year over year. But our total sales was 36.23. Average rental price was a 3.14% increase year over year to 1,553. Employment, got some great numbers coming for you this month here in San Antonio is the employment was just over 1.15 million people. And that's a decrease. That's still a decrease from this time last year, but of only 1.17%. And that is a ga massive gain month over month of 55,000, just over 55,000 jobs, which is just absolutely insane considering the market that we're currently in. Our unemployment still historically pretty high, but it dropped down to 6 0.57 when the national average is 7.9. So that is absolute, that is just, Great news for us here in San Antonio. Months of inventory is down at 2.07 and October this time last year was 4.01. So now the month of inventory, like how we really use that stuff is it's an overall gauge of how hot our real estate market is. So the balance equilibrium is always six months of inventory where they really say there's no negotiating power between a buyer or a seller. It's a pretty balanced market. Anytime that number really starts dropping down, that means that we are getting into a much hotter seller's market. That means the seller has much more negotiating power. And when I say two months of inventory, that means if no new houses got listed and we can kept the same pace of housing consumption, every house in the entire San Antonio MSA would be sold in just a little over two months was just an absolutely insane speed of the market and how hot it is here in San Antonio. So that's something you will see multiple times throughout this market update is the months of inventory. I'll mention that a lot and between zip codes and price ranges to really gauge where you should be investing and where we're using this to invest.
So now let's take a look at this data when it goes over a period of time. And what you're really seeing here is when it goes up, down, up, down, up, down is our real estate cycles. And you can kind of really see towards the end of this, like how crazy this market has gone to where we are typically peaking and we're starting to go down for our September data. But since it is this coronavirus land and things have gotten so crazy, our prices have really started to just do a parabolic price increase over this short period of time and you're starting to see these things spike. So how we use this information and how you can implement this is we do a little bit of market timing to where we know that when everybody in the traditional retail market is and prices are suppressing towards the colder winter months, that's when we really love to try to buy a property for our renovations. Because if you think about it, we want to catch that wave of that next summertime when prices increase the biggest over year over year. So we will buy try to buy as much property as we can in that really low point of the market of that December, January, February timeframe, because it usually takes us anywhere from 90 to 120 20 to 150 days to do our renovations. So when we get on that market, it's summertime. It's at the peak of the real estate season. And we really want to be listing all of our properties right at that time because that is when the housing prices are going to rise the most. It is the most competitive market. And that's when the most buyers are in the market looking for housing. So now how does the rental market look? And shocking, it does the exact same thing is where it goes down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer. And it's a little more challenging uh, towards the summertime because rents tend to rise at a much slower pace than real estate prices where you saw when we were going over the peer numbers where we had a 14% increase in median sales price and we only had a 3% increase in rents and over time those really just kind of take off and separate themselves from each other. So now how we actually use this stuff is when we buy a rental property, we are the landlords. We can't control when our leases expire or when we want tenants to have them turn over. So for us, when I saw this data and how you as uh, an investor can use this is all of our leases in between April or March, April and May. And what that really does that if we have a tenant that decides, hey, I'm going to move out, they're stepping up, they're moving different properties, wherever they may be going. It allows us to get in there, do our rent ready renovations and get it on the market right at that next peak selling season when everybody's moving about the country. And that allows us to give the opportunity to her. if we can push rents, we have that opportunity. So that's exactly how we use it. And I know several other investors when we show this data that are like, man, we're going to do that exact same thing. And it's really helped us limit our turnover because as a landlord, as an investor, that is your biggest cost is your turnover. Because if nobody's renting your house, that mortgage payment still do to where if you have a $1,500 mortgage payment, that bank's still going to want that. It doesn't matter if they, you have to wait two, three, four months. So that's why we never want to be trying to rent a property as much as possible right in that uh, November, December, January, February, March timeframe because they're just it might sit in the market a little bit longer. So the big surprise here is the San Antonio market as far as the employment goes, that we are by far outpacing the employment, the unemployment rate as it's falling as a, compared to a national average. So you can see our massive spike that we had uh, from the coronavirus as it came to March when everybody got laid off and we just shot up in unemployment and just blew every other last two recessions out of the water. But what we're wanting to continue to see is this very sharp, making this an upside down V of unemployment just falling and falling and falling and falling. And we hope this continues to work at that pace because there's nothing better for a real estate market is to have 
uh, people at working. They're employed. They have jobs. That means they can get banks. They can go out and finance property. So that's something that we really want to track and how we use it as a precursor to a recession. Where I'm going to really start becoming worried is if this unemployment does not continue to fall and it starts to sputter out and kind of continue just at a very slow pace like you had coming out of the last recessions. Because I mean, it's going to really drag on because if people aren't employed, People aren't being laid off. That means are being laid off. That means businesses aren't investing. Wage is not increasing, and that's going to roll over and start affecting real estate prices. So right along with the unemployment and all these numbers is the year-over-year appreciation. And before coronavirus, we were starting to see a squeeze of the year-over-year appreciation starting to come down. And it was no surprise that it was the affordability rate that a lot of people were starting to talk about. And uh, as interest rates were higher at that point and wages were not increasing at the price that the same rate that prices were increasing, that was putting a really a squeeze on the number of people that were buying and that was slowing down the appreciation. Now, when COVID hit and all of a sudden the interest rates dropped from like high threes, fours, all the way down to below three in some cases, that put a huge spike in the year over year appreciation up to, I mean, we're over 14%. And that is just absolutely insane for a real estate market. Now, I cannot continue along at this pace, but it is good to see if you already own property, but it makes it kind of difficult if you're in the market trying to buy houses. That makes it very hard and more affordable because there's less inventory, less things to choose from, and prices are getting more and more expensive every single month. So now the question becomes, where do you invest in this crazy San Antonio real estate market and what we really use to base this off of? So now you ask yourself, like, John, I get it. This information's great. It's that the market is on fire. But now the question becomes, where do I invest in the San Antonio real estate market? I have all kinds of people reaching out to me all the time saying, hey, I found your content on Bigger Pockets, or I found it on your YouTube channel. I've been tuning into your content for a long period of time. Where do I invest? I want to be investing in San Antonio real estate, but I don't know where to go. So let's dive a little deeper into that information and show you where we and how we use this information to do our investing. So now we track this information two separate ways. We do it by price range and by zip code. Now this is information that you're not going to find anywhere on the internet because this is stuff that we actually download every single month. We download all the listings from the MLS, all the solds, and compile this information to see where is the most in-demand housing. And as you can see, of those 3,600 sales, the vast majority of them are right here in the $150,000 to $300,000 price range. So for us and when a wholesaler or whoever it may be say, like, John, what kind of properties are you looking for? I tell them, hey, I want ARVs under 300,000. I want to be right here where those where the most sales are taking place and the tightest inventory actually is cuz that allows me to when I'm renovating a property, you can uh, you have a little more flexibility on what you need to do and who your buyer is because there's so much competition in the market and there's so little inventory and still so many sales. So when we buy a property, this is really where we target is those price ranges because the renovations changes a little bit. And I'm sure you can go through our content library and you can find where we talk about this stuff and why and how we interpret this information and put it into our rehabs. And that's exactly how we took this last property and made our quick flip to the $40,000 uh, in just over a week.
So we track this information by two different ways when we use this stuff. We do it by price range and by zip code. Now this is actual information that you're not gonna find anywhere on the internet and it's something that we personally pull and download all the information off the MLS, the solds, the listings, compile them together to get this information. And we constantly use this stuff and monitor it because we wanna know where are the bulk of the sales going and where is the most in-demand housing prices? Because if you have the most in-demand housing prices, that means your hold time once you list it is significantly less. And when you're on the market waiting for that buyer every single day you wait is interest payment right off your bottom line. So that's where a wholesaler comes to us and asks us like, John, I want to send you properties. Where do you want properties? He's like, man, I want anything under 300,000 I'm going to take a look at. And it's typically between the one fifty to three hundred thousand dollar price range because you can just look at the information of that thirty six hundred sales. The bulk of it happens right here in uh, these three zip codes, and look at the inventory, the tightest of the entire market. So for us, we want to be investing right in these three zip codes for the exact same reason I told you earlier. Is when I list a property, most time it's gone in a week two weeks tops because there is absolutely no inventory in the market and that's where the bulk of the sales are actually going and the most competitive price ranges actually are. The second thing we use is like I mentioned by zip code. Where is the most in demand zip code? And it's no surprise to see every single one of these zip codes right at that 300,000 to the 150 to $300,000 price range because like the data just shows it. There's no point in arguing or feuding saying, no, I only want this one area. I tell like, I'll go anywhere and look at any property, but man, I'm really trying to find properties in these zip codes because look at the inventory. 78251, for those of you that don't know, here in San Antonio is a massive, massive zip code. There's a lot of housing, very well developed, and there's only one month of inventory. So I don't have the sales for that zip code, but I bet there is a very significant of several hundred homes that are selling in that zip code alone in these price ranges. So now you can use this information and really see like what does this low months of inventory do to housing prices over time. So I have the data back from when I pulled this back in October 2017 and you can see in three years you're looking at almost over 50 grand of appreciation in a very short period of 50, 60,000 dollars in a very short period of time. So if you're a landlord and you own a property in the zip code, you are jumping for joy. It's paper equity, but hey, that means that is equity in your property and because that is the cherry on top. Like we never say invest for only appreciation. It is fantastic to get that cash flow and then add the appreciation on top. So now the caveat to that is where is the highest months of inventory or the worst zip codes to be investing in? And here it's no surprise. The other zip codes were low. These ones, there's several of them in here are extremely high minus this 78207, which just has a very lot, a lot of very old housing stock and houses that were built in the early 1900s and they just need massive renovations. So these houses are usually typically straight cash purchases off the MLS because they don't qualify for traditional financing and they need massive, massive renovations and the prices just weren't high enough yet to sell. So that's what's causing that stuff. And it's not to say these are bad zip codes to invest in, and we've invested in them personally. But what it really does is you need to be aware of your market and who your competition is. Because when you list a house at these price points, that you need to know who is the other listing down the street. If you're an agent, you have an agent. If you're listing the property, obviously you have an agent. If you're not one yourself, go walk those properties, see what they've done to them. Because 
they are your competition. If there's more inventory on the market, that means that's a buyer that can go look at that house and not look at to purchase yours. So go walk them and see what did they do in the kitchens, the baths, types of flooring, the paint jobs, the overall renovation of what they've really done to make sure you can go one step beyond them to make sure that when you list your house on the market, if you're at the same price, little over, little under, you know that your house is the hot house, that you have the best chance to make sure that you are the house that they put an offer in. Because like I said, at these higher price points every day on the market, you're talking massive, like 100, 200, $250 a day in holding costs. So you don't want to be sitting in the market for three, four months because that comes straight out of your bottom line. So you need to go walk these houses, know your market, know your competition level and put the money where it matters. And it's usually your kitchens, your bathrooms, your landscaping, your staging, your final pictures, for goodness sakes, do staging and take professional photos. I can't tell you how many times I've seen pictures of houses where the renovations weren't done. Somebody's just eager to get it on the market and they're walking through their property taking pictures and Jose's over there in the corner still painting the baseboards. There's ladders still set up. There's paint cans in the closets. And that's, that, that just doesn't make appealing. You have one opportunity to make that first impression. So always, always, always go look at your competition and make sure you go one step further than them so you do not sit on the market forever. So to wrap up this San Antonio real estate market update to a close, I would still want to go over how we use this information to turn something into what was a marginal deal to a $40,000 profit for us in just one week. So we use this information and we knew we took a very calculated risk. We had a property and we knew that the property needed a full renovation, but it was still clean. We knew that the price point we were in, we were listing right at that $210,000 price point. It was right in the middle of that sweet spot where there's the lowest months of inventory and there's a high buyer demand for those properties. So we took a very calculated risk saying like, hey, let's fix the stuff that obviously won't qualify for financing. And that was the roof. We did some touch-ups. We converted a laundry room into livable square footage, which was something that the wholesaler didn't realize was additional square footage. So that's something that you always want to look for is that hidden place that you can bump the value. Because if you can add additional square feet to the property, that increases your value. So when we look at this stuff, we knew the market, we knew the location, we knew the buyer demand, we knew the price point. We went ahead and bought a property fixed all that stuff in a week and threw it on the market. And within a week, first day, within a couple hours, we had an over asking offer price and had multiple offers come in around the same time. And so it was super competitive when we looked like, hey, we would have been happy with a little bit less than what we sold it for. But full price came in first day, we took it and closed on it in less than three weeks. I think we owned the house for a total of maybe like 40 days. But when within one week, we had that $40,000 profit for us locked in, ready to go. If you guys want to learn more about that deal, go ahead and click this link right up here. We go more in depth on how we actually did that. Because as an investor, I think it's very important to know how exactly we did that. So that concludes this month's market update. If you like this information, please give us a like, give us a subscribe. And if you know somebody that's going to gain value from this, tell them about it, share it with them. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next month. Bye-bye.